was the day before Christmas in East Jesus, Ohio. Some pretty messed up stuff goes on down here. On the daily. Like for real. My name's Sophia. The peanut butter to my jelly sandwich, girl. I love you. I'm pregnant. I love everything. Wait. What? Oh. My. God. Didn't he use the condom? Yeah, at first. Ooh. But I kept getting soft. <laughs> I was a teenager once too, you know. Until I got pregnant. I will shoot. Grandpa, it's me. Sophia! You lied to me! Come at me, Blondie. You worthless piece of garbage! Hey! Oh, settle down! Step Do you up. think anyone around here is gonna buy it if I said Jesus knocked me up? God, your stepbrother is such a freak. Ew. My whole life is over! Get that through your freaking skull. I'm gonna get so fat! <laughs> Hey, Santa. Worst Christmas ever. Bob Evans, home on the farm. I thought it was home on the farm. I thought it was down. I thought it was home on the farm. Now I'm questioning. This is going to be some of that stupid Mandela effect shit, isn't it? No, no, I was listening to the Joe Budden effect, and that motherfucker, uh, they were breaking down like how we're in assimilation because now everything's spelled differently, like hypnotic. Do you remember a Y in, hip in the, the bottle of hypnotic? No, I don't remember that. Oh. Well, never mind. Welcome, welcome to Commonology 101, a podcast broadcasting straight out of the U.S. of A., a place that 2020 has shown to be the country that put the cunt in country. With me, as always, the man from across the deserted cornfields of the Midwest, the bearded master himself, Lex fucking Godoy. Lex, how's it going? It is going great. We are here with one of two, actually two of my favorite people in the whole entire fucking world. Go ahead, Mitch, bring him in. Man, you jump to the, all right, cool. All right, host Lex. I don't need to know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> we don't want to know what the fuck you're doing. All right. And to get our mind off of the possibilities, I'm happy to introduce, or finally say we have the ability to introduce two guests we've been trying to get on here. Making their debut on Commonology 101, two men with great movie vision, the directors Johnny Ciccatelli and a man of a few names, Leo Phelps, Uwe Wantata, or as he likes to be known, the ladies man, are, are finally joining us tonight. Gentlemen, welcome on. Thank you for Thank having you, us. Thank you. I'll let, uh, I'll let Mr. Phelps explain himself real quick. Yeah. Uh, explain yourself, uh, sir. Uh, during the Halloween season, I make an appearance. My true inner man is uh, the ladies' man, Leon Phelps. 
Lee want to tell us my name. I uh, am a associate producer and uh, play a character Rajon in an upcoming film. That you're gonna, I don't know who's gonna intro that. Oh, yeah, no. We were going to walk our way there, baby steps, baby steps. Oh, sorry, with uh, Lex, but go ahead, sorry. It's on me. The fuck? Just dropping it on Lex. <laughs> right. I didn't even hear what he said for the last thing. Listen. He said something. Right. Yeah. Now you, 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 you was phasing in and out there. Were you? What was the last thing co-star. you said? Yeah. I said a co-star with uh, yourself, and then uh, I'll produce with uh, Mr. Uh, Chicatelli this upcoming film that we will reveal the title. Did you guys hear? Hold on. Did you guys hear the guy on the couch? We got a hungover guy on the couch back there. I, I was like, oh half, my god, that's like, so like the, fucking, the guy from Half Eight. Yeah, but, but except this Commonology dude, this dude, 101 for we have two hungover people. That's a record. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, this dude, this dude's hungover as shit. You ever so every now and then we just hear him go. We've reached full morning show glory. We got a guy in the background that's just our laugh track, and then we'll make fun of one of us or something, probably. He's on like a, he's on like, no shit, he's on a business call right now. He's got that shit muted, and he is just hacking. I mean, I believe he's on a business call, because as we heard, he's got 775 coffee money. Sounds like a businessman to me. Speaking of which, my man was on night. Yeah, I just got got a text, and uh, our our Bob Evans cheap plug is going to be here in about thirty minutes. So okay, okay, real quick, is it all right, everyone, our listeners, down on the farm or home on the farm? Because this is going to make me feel like we're in assimilation if it's fucking down on the farm. It is. It is down on the farm. I'm almost positive. Bob Evans down on the farm. Everything in my pocket is down on the farm. And just so everybody knows, Lex Godoy, home on the farm. Yeah. He thinks it's home on the farm. That's confusing, Mark. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get this out there. I gotta, I gotta get this out All there. I gotta do is type in Bob Evans' but jingle. Smartphone everything. Down on the farm, there it is. Boom. My fucking oh, life is alive. <laughs> Yo, that shit is, that shit is whack. That shit was way high, bro. It was all my fault. <laughs> 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 uh, yo, John, John, tell us a bit about yourself, man. You, you got, you got California roots. Maybe not have been born there, but you damn sure was out there. We we all have connections to Burbank in some type of way. Yeah, Burbank, yeah. So I was I grew up here in the lovely tropical setting of Youngstown, Ohio. Mm. Um, Truth. I wanted to get out of Youngstown, Ohio. How far did from you the get? age of I don't know? I oh, got far. Three. <laughs> so I I moved to at the age of eighteen. I moved to Florida. I moved to Orlando, Florida for pit stop for two years. I went to uh, went to a film school out there, and eventually I moved out to California um, at age 20 and spent my entire 20s out in L.A. So I was I was uh, I was out there for about 11 and a half years. And yeah, man, spent my whole 20s in L.A. Loved it. I had a lot of fun, a lot of entertainment. Worked a lot, worked my way up through uh, the film industry. And, uh, you know, it was kind of crazy that at the end there, I had been working for Fox Sports uh, for a few years. And I was writing and producing and directing for them. 
and the their their office building was like on a on the Fox movie studio lot. So every day I would come to work on the movie studio lot and I would have to go into the sports building. And I I went out there to make movies. I want to be clear with that. I went out there to make movies. That's all I cared about. Still all I care about, really. Yeah. And uh, and so all of a sudden when I got on the Fox lot, I thought this is great. Okay, this is this is good. um, You know, it's going to happen. I was writing screenplays. I was selling screenplays. Uh, Sold a few every time. Every time I sold a script, I thought this is it. This is the moment. Right. They're going to make it into a movie. Uh, All that happened was I got paid and they never made shit. So, you know, I'm working this this sports job and I'm watching like filmmakers and other people shooting TV shows and movies outside. And I'm going and doing sports and I like sports. I like to watch sports, but I don't give a shit about sports. I'll be real with you. Like when it comes down to it, it wasn't like your passion. No, exactly. I mean, I got my teams I root for and stuff, but it's not, I'm not, you know, I'm not a diehard guy. Like there, there were people I worked with where it was like, they live or died on a play. And I'm like, nah, man, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> you know, like my, like my favorite is like, and I, I got family that are this way too. They watch a team play a game and the team could win the game. And they are like the unhappiest people I've ever seen. They're they're like they they're like critical of the team and like okay. I'm like, man, yeah, you know, yeah. have fun. What do you exactly. what the hell are exactly. you doing? So, anyways, fast forward, I wanted to get out of there because I got stuck in sports. It was it was like a weird wall where I couldn't break through it. So I said, Man, I gotta make my own movie. I gotta just do something myself. I, at this point I made a documentary about Youngstown about the mob and the mills and, you know, stuff from Youngstown, but I wanted to make a scripted movie. So I said, okay, as crazy as it is, you know, after 11 years out in LA, it made more sense for me to come back to Youngstown to make a movie than to shoot it in LA. Just because a few different reasons, technology was a lot easier. Like, right. You you can, you can shoot on any, any kind of camera. Now you can get a really good camera anywhere. And a dollar goes way further in Youngstown, Ohio, <laughs> than it does true. in Los Angeles. You, you can get favors pulled. You can get all kinds of in, – in, in L.A., I'm not kidding. In L.A., you go down. You try to shoot like a legitimate movie kind of guerrilla style or like independent style, mm-hmm. and people will oh, yeah. hinder you. They will like oh, – yeah. they'll park their car in your shot mm-hmm. and, and ask you for – what like a hundred bucks to yep. move yep. or you know if you're shooting okay. yeah. <laughs> right, hold on. Hold on. Is, that, is that shitty out there he's not if you're shooting at a house people will let their dogs outside to go bark and like ruin your shot so that you got to give them some money to like put those dogs away like all kinds of stuff like that plus it's also very cutthroat nobody wants to help anybody out there so you know it just made more sense for me to say oh, you know what Screw it, man. I'm going to go back to Youngstown and make a movie. And uh, and I'll, I'll wrap this up kind of with a, with a story. I decided to move back to Youngstown. The next day, I go back to work on the Fox Studio lot. And I'm walking around the lot. I, took, I, I asked a friend of mine to go on a walk with me. I said, hey, as we're walking around, I told him, I said, I'm about to leave. In like a couple months, I'm going to move back to Ohio to go make a movie. And this dude's telling me that I'm crazy. He's like, you're, you're standing on a movie studio lot and you're telling me you're going to go make a movie in Ohio. And as he's telling me this about 
oh, let's say 50 yards away, I see my favorite filmmaker of all time getting into his car. A man named Sam Raimi. I don't know if you guys know who Sam Raimi uh, is. Evil Dead. Evil Dead, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Dark Man. Yeah, Evil Dead for me with Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness. Those were that was my shit as a kid. That's Same. literally. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. That is what made me pick up a camera and start making movies. And then I started watching documentaries about how they made them. And I thought when I saw Sam Raimi do uh, behind the scenes stuff on Evil Dead Two, I legitimately was like, "Wow, this guy's having fun. You can do. You can. You can make a living doing this. I want to do that." So from that point forward in my life, I was about 12 years old. I wanted to make movies. So anyways, now I'm on the movie lot and I see Sam Raimi getting into his car and I, he must've heard me say that's fucking Sam Raimi because he gets in his car, he goes to drive away and he stops in front of me and he waves me over and, uh, and he shakes my hand. He says, I'm Sam Raimi. Now I start rambling at this point, like a little girl just met Justin Bieber or some shit. Oh, Mr. Raimi, Mr. Raimi, this, this is incredible, man. You know, you're my favorite filmmaker of all time. I'm going to Ohio. I'm going to make a movie. He's like, he's like, stop, stop, stop. He gets out of his car and uh, pulls out a pack of Camel cigarettes. Now, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I damn well smoked Camel cigarettes with Sam Raimi. So he goes, what part of Ohio are you going to? I said, I'm going to Youngstown, Ohio. And he laughed and he says, I know Youngstown. He goes, my brother was an emergency room doctor in Youngstown, Ohio for like 10 years. He goes, I used to go to his house and sleep on his couch and write screenplays. Told me he wrote two of his movies in Youngstown. I asked him what they were. He said, Dark Man, which is which was Liam Neeson's awesome, awesome movie. And uh, Army of Darkness. Never knew that either one of those were fucking filmed out there. Every time it's kind of just so it's so serendipitous. This dude wrote Army of Darkness with Ash with a chainsaw on his hand. I mean, oh, dude, yeah. this dude wrote wrote that movie in Youngstown when I was like five years old, and I couldn't believe it. And, he, and it was just unbelievable. So this he ends up giving me like forty five minutes of advice. Three cigarettes later, he's like, "All right, I gotta go." He goes, "I came to this studio today to have a meeting, and it didn't go very well." He goes, "But now I think I came here to meet you." tell you to go to Youngstown, make a movie, you're going to be successful. And uh, it was like a lightning bolt, man. And it was like, you know, just a fur like, like the affirmation of everything that I was planning was right there. It was like, well, that's my, I, I'm, you know, I just got to do it. So, you know, I a couple months later, I moved back to Youngstown and uh, started a whole process that turned into worst Christmas ever, this movie that I'm promoting right now. Awesome, awesome story, man. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy that you just got to run into like one of your uh, childhood uh, heroes movie yeah. style. That that is usually how legends are made, man. Like, even even listening to uh, like Mike Tyson uh, talking about how he met Muhammad Ali when he was a kid, it's like reminding me of that. And I feel like Johnny's gonna go extremely far um, with filmmaking, man. Um, Johnny, tell us a little bit about. Uh, because you said the name already, right? Worst Christmas ever. You heard? Yeah, yeah. It's it's very fucking interesting how everybody kind of kind of came together. Because like like the cast, um, not not all of us have met each other, but like when the 
those who have met each other and worked together, not uh, even meeting off a set and everything. We're more like a family now, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, I think everybody's like friendly with each other. Yeah, like we're not, um, there's not too much uh, that I that I could say about anybody on this episode. Like they, they were all great people, man. Um, I got to see Wii U in action when I was, uh, at, like, I, let, let's put this out there first. My first debut on film, I was just a, a stand-up comic uh, from Youngstown uh, going through some shit. And then, you know, I heard about the, the this film that was being made in uh, Youngstown. I took a chance. Actually, I think Wii U was the one who hit me up about it and was mm -hmm. like, man, you should go down there. And um, I met Cindy and John. Um, I interviewed on a spot. I remember my daughter tugging at my uh, – I did the interview with my daughter, and I remember her tugging – at my uh, my pants legs, and I was and Johnny had his kids there, and then she went to go play with the kids, and it was just you know um, a crazy first time experience auditioning from for anything, and um, you know I went up there, I did my thing, and then Johnny gave me a chance. He gave me a chance to to to, to go out there and be on film, and for that I am forever grateful because just from the scene, even though uh, even though you know it was it was a long long process. Uh, because we remember we had we had uh, we were outside we had the drunk the drunk assholes across the street making all that noise while we were filming. <laughs> it was fucking freezing. Like the the production crew was like they were going through it, but Johnny was like weathering the storm the whole entire time. We was outside in the car going through the drive through fucking five hundred times doing the same scream over and over and over again. I was like, bro, this is fucking dedication. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking dedication, and this is what I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of it, like because it, it it's it reminded me so much of being on that stage where it's like, you know, it's, it's about the performance and the art when it comes to making a film. Johnny is a fucking perfectionist. Uh, if, if I've ever seen one because he may, will you go through that parking lot and scream at least fucking over a hundred fucking times, bro. It was fucking amazing. And every single time was, it was getting more amazing as he was like producing it. He was the fucking dead arm underneath the fucking car. <laughs> like, it wasn't, it wasn't a hundred times. Oh we man! How many times did you have to scream? Were you in the drive-through? <laughs> now I should preface. I should preface by telling you guys that that was day one. Yeah, that was day <laughs> one. First weekend, whatever. It was like our. First, it was like day one or two, and uh, you know you gotta you gotta set the tone off the bat. You know you gotta get the. Um, it, it was it was interesting for me. So I cast this movie. Uh, using some good actors you know i, I cast uh, some actors from cincinnati we got somebody came in from la cleveland akron some people that were coming up as actors but we also cast some up-and-coming talent that had never acted before like lex mentioned he was just a comedian uh wii U here actually came in for an audition had never acted in his life and um he won the role against some against some talented actors there's the man on the man on the couch back there. I don't know if you heard him. Hey, I just got to make sure he's still there. We're going to that there's somebody in the background. Bro, that's how you know his morning is going horribly. He said, eh. He's grunted at us. Uh, he didn't even say good morning. He said, eh. I can smell the, I can smell the vodka breath from here. Oh my god! I so, but the point of all that was, you know, there was some non-actors in there with some with some actors, and uh, we had to, you know, get people up to speed real quick. And so we, you know, that was his first. That was the first weekend shooting. So 
you know, he's not bringing it. We got to do it over and over and over until he brings it. Right. And we got it. We got exactly what we wanted out of that. And, uh, and Lex, look, I, I did something kind of bizarre. I took this very funny guy and I cast him in a very serious role. Yeah, it was so weird. It was so fucking weird. <laughs> I was like, so you want me to be a serious? Like, yeah, because when I'm reading the script, I was like, so you want me to be a serious newscaster? <laughs> like, what's, what's funny is I really didn't know your comedy at that point. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm over the top. I was, I was, oh, and, man. And so I had him doing like, you know, all of a sudden he's like – I took Robin Williams and I put him in like awakenings, like right off the bat. Like <laughs> it wasn't even, you know, there was no room for comedy in his role. And uh, and then you and then you factor in it was it was fucking freezing cold, and he's got to he's got to deliver this like monologue outside about this new about this this crime scene. He's a he's a news reporter. Lex plays a news reporter. What's your what's your name? You remember Lex? Oh, uh, Guy Sanders. Mm-hmm. Guy Sanders. <laughs> I would never forget that name for the rest of my life. What was it? <laughs> Guy Sanders. All right. <laughs> Did you uh, – we actually have a real newscaster in the movie, a guy named Derek Steyer from uh, Youngstown. And he he kicks it to Guy. He's like, let's let's go live to Guy Sanders. And then it comes up with Lex, which is, which is pretty good. But, uh, you know, you did great, man. You know, it was, it was super authentic, super authentic in that role. You did a good job. Yeah, you did really, really well, man. And it was, it was hard. It was cold. And, uh, and we oh, got it. You bro, know, my, we, we got my, it. So my balls were in my fucking stomach because of <laughs> and I couldn't complain because I felt bad for the, the guys who were like outside the whole time. I was like, bro, they've been out here for like hours. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, no. Lex had mentioned in there that, you know, you, you, you will see my arm in this movie. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very behind the scenes person. I'm not, I'm not in front of the camera at all, mostly. Um, you'll see me on, on a, in a picture on the wall, and you'll see me, you'll see my arm in this movie. You know, I but knocked down on the table when that happened. That's why I didn't know it was until a couple days. Ago. Yeah, I did, a, I did a little stunt work. You know, so uh, my feet, my feet are in the movie as they, as they fall down a chimney, and uh, my arm is under, underneath a truck, and. Yeah, so like that's the kind of that's the, that's the only times you're gonna see me in this movie at all is like uh, you won't even know it's me. So, you know, I let the actors shine, and um, we just had a hell of a time, man. It's a, it came out great. It's a fun movie, dark as hell, and uh, and well, just exactly what I was trying to do. I feel like the the name "Worst Christmas Ever" is pretty apt for the uh, winner walking into. Yes, I got another story for you if you want about the title. All day. Um, Go ahead, brother. So when I wrote the script, it was called Middle of Nowhere. And I changed it. I was like, man, that, that title is way too generic. And uh, if you if you IMDB Middle of Nowhere, 20 different things pop up. Like they've already made 20 different Middle of Nowheres, right? Yeah. So I said, okay, I need more of an original title. And uh, and I decided to Google. Oh, there's the man in the back. You all right back there? He was man on the, the couch. Bed. He was on the bed. Now he's in the kitchen. All right, so he's alive. The man's alive. But anyway, so I was looking for a new another title that meant middle of nowhere, and so I googled uh, ex- different expressions for middle of nowhere, and you know the typical ones come up, like the boonies Bum or the sticks. Bumfuck Egypt is up there, uh, and then I saw one I'd never heard before in my life, and it fit, and it was East Jesus Ohio. 
apparently <laughs> in Texas and even like uh, New England and stuff, that's an expression. So if they if they're trying to say something, no idea. if they're trying to say something's out in the middle of nowhere, they go, oh, it's way it's out there, way past East Jesus, Ohio. No idea. Like that's I mean, a legitimate saying. Out. Yeah. So I said, okay, that's that's the name of my movie. I'm gonna call it East Jesus, Ohio, and that's the name of the town that they're in. You know, and uh, and while I was fundraising, trying to you know raise some money to make the movie, I was in this uh, this theater, this old theater in Columbiana, Ohio. Which, for the listeners, is kind of a conservative area around here. Uh, yeah, I work, I work in that area. Yeah, so you're probably the you're probably the only black dude when driving through town, huh? When you fact, fact. <laughs> and, and, I, I, and are you talking about the theater in the circle? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. We, won't, we won't name it. We will, you know, we don't have to name it or anything. But I'm filming there, and and I'm on camera because I'm doing one of those crowdfunding videos. Okay. And uh, it's kind of awkward, you know, because I'm not really an on-camera person, so I'm sweating, you know. And I'm I'm up there, and I'm like, you know, hey everybody, I'm trying to raise money for this movie. Uh, it's a comedy. It's called East Jesus, Ohio. And all of a sudden, this guy who owns the theater, I hear him in the back. He's like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. He comes up to the front, <laughs> makes us stop filming. Dude kicks me out of the theater. Oh, good. Yeah. For- for blasphemy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was I was kicked out for blasphemy. It all checks out. And uh, and I just kind of you know I just came from LA. I just spent eleven years in friggin' Hollywood. Like, and I, oh, this was like, yeah. oh, I'm back. That's I'm, right. I'm, I'm in the Bible Belt. I'm in Ohio again. I forgot, you know. And not you know, Youngstown would have been cool. People in Youngstown would have just laughed and you it know whatever. Half this, of is shit. this is outside of Youngstown, so. Anyways, uh, I go home and I'm like, okay, listen, there is a sign in Ohio. It's a giant billboard and, or it's by a barn or it is on a barn or it's by there somewhere out there. There's a giant billboard and a barn and on the billboard, it says hell is real. (laughs) This is, you can look this up. You can Google it. Type in like Ohio billboard. Hell is real. Let's see what I'm talking about. You get a lot of that in the South. Actually, you know the, yeah. the the real Bible Belt down there in the South, but yeah. you get some of it here too. It's it's not you know it's, we're not immune to it here too. But mm. that was actually, as this as this fellow might say, a blessing in disguise of what happened, because I went home and I told myself, okay, I need a working title. I need a different title that I can call this movie while I make it and not get kicked out of locations for blasphemy right so nowhere whatever yeah so uh exactly that's uh, the the working title for a minute was east nowhere ohio it's terrible terrible working title but i figured okay at least i won't get you know nobody will hate on me and then one day like not long after that i just kind of you know came up with that title It, it, it uh and i've seen it now other things there's like a grumpy cat's worst christmas ever that i'd never heard of that you know before but when i when i decided to call it worst christmas ever all of a sudden you know i put it up on facebook right like a like a poster for it all of a sudden people came out of the woodwork man they came out of the woodwork to be involved in this project they were like just on the title and i knew i had some i was like man like people you know they i the people you would never expect just reached out to me and were like, Oh, this is amazing. You're making a movie. I want to be a part of it. You know, it's called worst Christmas ever. So immediately I knew 
I had something in the title. And, you know, a title can can make or break it, right? So, you know, you would think a title is not that important. But, man, I'll be, I'll be honest. For us, it was super important to find that right title. And, you know, fast forward to when we finished the movie, you know, now we're going to release this movie called Worst Christmas Ever right before Christmas in the worst year ever. So it really it was <laughs> yeah. hard. It worked out in a way. Way to will that into existence, guys. What a, what a weird way that it worked out. <laughs> Although I will Insane. say to backtrack a few steps, it's uh, it's interesting to see like the strange, obscure little details that like until you're doing it, you don't realize is important. Like the name. Who the hell would have thought that's like, hey, we need a fake name for a second so that people don't not do this. Or I get yeah. Kicked, or I get kicked out of a barn. Yeah, exactly. I don't have exactly. like a mob of Amish throwing blankets at me. Yeah, man, it's it's you know it's nuts. It's it, it's just the, the the way things worked out with this movie. You know, even going back to that Sam Raimi story. I mean, you know, call it what you want to call it, but there was clearly some kind of uh, path already set that I didn't realize I was on. You know what I mean? And and now, you know, we made this little movie in Ohio and we've got worldwide distribution. You know, we're on, we're on, we're premiering November 3rd on election day. We're going to premiere on, uh, on demand, on iTunes, on, uh, Voodoo on Google Play on YouTube on Redbox on demand on Damn. Verizon FiOS and Dish Everything. Network and all these all these cable companies and uh, you know it's nuts it's it's like you know we made this little movie for like no money it's gonna be out there for the world to see so you know this isn't something we're selling like out of the back of our car or you know even it, not even just film festivals like this thing's out there man this thing's got real distribution so. You know, it's it's kind of insane how it how it all came together. Mitch, I, t- I told Johnny he's gonna have some fans in India and Ukraine now. <laughs> now that it's on Commonology One Hundred One, right? And a fucking random country that people listen then to. They it. will have to buy it out of the bank of an old American. on a VH on a VHS tape. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we love. We love some Ukraine, man. Ukraine, iTunes is worldwide. They can yeah. watch it on iTunes. I know. They can get it on so Ukraine. We love you, man. Come on. Yeah. Buy yeah, this we movie. The, well, real, real quick, real quick, Lex, real quick. Hold, hold that thought because this is the worst Christmas ever. It really is for everybody around the world, not just in America. In Ukraine, they got the COVID. They got the COVID too. It, it's the worst Christmas ever all over the place. So buy that movie, Ukraine. Come on. That, that that is that is a bar, and here's another bar. Yo, after you watch the worst election ever, you can watch the worst Christmas ever. Oh, <laughs> that's a headline, bro, yeah, bro. They just they just you know, people are going to need this movie after the depression because, like, dude, nobody's gonna be happy with, with whatever choice. No. So after you after you're disappointed in the election, go and watch fucking worst Christmas ever to bring your spirits up. Um, I have I have seen uh, the film thanks to Wii U. I did not leak it. No, I did not leak it to nobody or say to tell anybody that I've seen the film. But the film is actually fantastic and it's funny as fuck. Um, Wii U's bar. Um, I, I don't get. I, I, I'm not even gonna spoil the bar. Wait, is it is it in the trailer? The Super Bowl line? 
No, 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 no. Okay, never mind, never mind. Well, when y'all watch this film and y'all see that line, it's my favorite fucking bar in the movie. <laughs> it's actually a blooper. It's, it's in the credits. It's in the credits. Oh, wow, bro. That shit, that dude. How, how this, everything is so timely in this. Like, the fact that line come out, all the hype. You, you can say the line. You can say it. Go ahead. I gotta take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we might have to take so, the craziest shit ever, dude. Yeah, that was the line. I mean, that, look, that's not, we didn't we didn't invent that line, right? It's it's right. a line that's been used. Uh, take the Browns to the Super Bowl. That's how I scripted it in the script. Yeah, and the reason it didn't make the movie, it's in the it's in the bloopers at the end. Is that what I seen that? Is that how I yeah. seen it for you? Well, don't yeah, forget yeah, to yeah, stick yeah. around for the the. Uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> the I was bloopers. Hot. I was oh, fucked up watching it. that shit, bro. This motherfucker, Wii U was holding motherfuckers hostage. He's like, nah, man, watch this scene coming up. I'm like, bro, I <laughs> fucked up. I'm trying to go home. <laughs> I got yeah, the, they're like, thing. listen, dude, I got the squirts and like the real Browns. I might not make it. <laughs> when you but watch I, this movie, watch it all the way to the end because there are some amazing stuff in the credits. Yeah, dude, I, 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 I enjoyed the film. I'm not going to lie. Um, Wii U, Wii U was kind of a standout to me only because of like the character, like the, it's literally, Wii U was living the dream in the film, which made it great to me. <laughs> I was like, bro, I want that life. Like his girl is, is you know, she's, she's, what, what, what was she? Was she, she wasn't rich, white. Right? She was just, um, she's trashy, right? Yeah, like, like, yo, my Say man, Wii was, yeah, he was just able to stay at the crib all fucking day and do nothing. <laughs> The dream. Yeah, like the fucking dream. <laughs> we set up your character for the folks at home. So So my character is Rajon. He is the uh, stepdad of Sophia in the movie. Uh, we have a multicultural, diverse uh, family and crew, obviously, or cast in the movie. I have a son uh, named RJ, and Sophia's my stepdaughter. And so basically, the setting is that. I'm a degenerate, drunk stepdad, collected unemployment. All I do is play video games and drink all day and have zero fucks to give. The fucking life. Which was like 90% of America <laughs> when we shut down. Yeah. Exactly. So it was very real, man. Damn. You know, I actually enjoyed it playing the part because it was so happy-go-lucky. And he you, you, Johnny was like, man, no, 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 no drinking. No, don't drink beer. I'm sad, man. Pour, dump it out. So I did that a few times. And I was like, so I was my first time on set. I don't know how I was. I'm just downtime the whole time. I'm like, fuck it. Why would I drink it? So I started drinking it. So <laughs> I, I told you, we, oh my God. since we didn't have an acting background, we were going to approach it with like a method style where I sent him on a homework mission before we filmed. And I said, I want you to go get drunk, but I want somebody to film you as you get drunk so that he could keep track and say, okay, on beer number six, this is how he acts. On beer number 10, this is how he acts. <laughs> so that he didn't have to get drunk when we made the movie. He could act, right? Well, Wii U didn't really subscribe to that all the way. And uh, he went out and he filmed it. He filmed getting drunk. One of our co-stars uh, filmed it, uh, Monica Miles. Monica, yeah, Miss Miles. Mon Monica Miles. Yeah, was, uh, yeah she... Uh, <laughs> She's been on the show a couple times. She filmed it, and uh, but I don't even know how much of that he used, to be honest. Because, like he said, on set, this dude was, you know, he, he had to crack open a lot of beers. So we we had a ton of beer on set because he he was always his characters always open in a beer. Okay, and uh, you know, 
he naturally didn't waste those beers. So it was Just when you see naturally. him in the movie, I mean, it's pretty real. Yeah, it's pretty real. He uh, he was method acting as he was drinking that booze. So I was working. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's not easy, showbiz. Ah, yeah. That shit is fucking great, though, man. What's, what's what's for the future for Johnny Chicatelli? Well, the immediate future, I'm about to eat this biscuits and gravy because our Bob Evans just showed up, baby. <laughs> All right. We're down on the farm, baby. We get the give, give us that sponsor okay. money. Common knowledge. Yeah. I, I don't give. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go to the headquarters of Bob Evans. And I'm gonna pitch that idea. Like, yo, you know, you had down on the farm, but how about? <laughs> I need you to retroactively change your entire marketing thing for me. sanity. If Bob Evans declines on that offer, then you, can, uh, Mitch, you can. I'm gonna say Perkins. You can just edit that shit in right away. Okay? Right. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Just a Perkins. I need to clear. Hold on. Perkins. All right, go ahead. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so, what did you, you ask, Lex? I was no. What do you got? What do you got pl- planned for the future, man? I don't because I don't want to give out anything. But I, I, I know you were working on something else. Yeah. Something so, I'm very, something I'm very interested in. By the way. Um, not not even in terms of being part of it, just because like I, I want to see what you're gonna do with it. But um, are, are you able to talk about it? Are you referring to an insect? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I feel so a, out of the loop. I, 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 along along the path of uh, how Sam Remy became uh, got his claim to fame for uh, horror genre. Okay, yeah, I got. I'll be real. I got two projects I want to do next. One is a horror movie, because I grew up loving horror movies, watching yes. horror movies. <laughs> and the, cra- the crazy part is, I've written screenplays, I've sold screenplays, now I've made a, you know, a documentary, I've made a comedy. I've never written a horror movie. And I don't know why, I mean, I, you know, I, just, I guess I didn't want to write one that sucked. And, uh, but honestly, the 12-year-old version of me, if he could go in the future and see that, you know, where I am right now, he kicked me in the nuts for not making a horror movie. So I got to make him. And I, and I want to do a monster movie. I don't want to just do a, you know, scary, you know, whatever. I, I want to make a, like a, like a real monster movie. So I got an idea. I got a project. Uh, it's called the Domovoy. And it's, uh, it's kind of based on some Slavic folklore and, uh, you know, it's got a legitimate monster in it that, I'm, that I can't wait to do. That's one project I want to do next. There's actually another project that uh, is another comedy that I also have. I want to try to get both of these in within the next year and a half. And it's called The Grasshopper. Now, if you watch Worst Christmas Ever, in the credits, you will see uh, a, a teaser for The Grasshopper, where she says, next time in East Jesus, Ohio. So it's set in the same town, the same universe as Worst Christmas Ever. It's like a spinoff. Um, and it's actually stars, you know, one of uh, your – also a friend of your podcast, uh, Dave Abrams. Dave, you know, David yeah. Solomon Abrams. Uh, well, I was co-starring to uh, – and his, his – that I released on uh, Amazon. A good film, great film. You were in that too, Johnny, You were, right? Uh, I'm, uh, you'd never see me. I get shot in the face. Uh, <laughs> you might, you might see my, you might see my uh, body, but that's perfect for me. I mean, yeah. cause I'm not, a, you know, I don't want you to see me. So, um, 
you know, but yeah, Dave, Dave is in worst Christmas ever. And Dave plays uh, a, a deputy, a sheriff's deputy uh, for Trouble County, not Trumbull, but Trouble County Sheriff. And uh, he is deputy dipshit, basically. Um, you know, everything that can go wrong with Dave does. And he, but he plays a great dipshit. I'll tell you that. Pretty natural, I gotta say. No, but uh, but and he's hilarious in this movie. We we gave him we gave him an accent that's like part Cleveland, part Fargo. Okay, uh, very distinct accent, and we just kind of tortured him in the movie, <laughs> and. You know, everybody wants to see the cop fall on their face. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what we did with with Deputy Dipshit. Uh, his real name, his, his name in the movie is Deputy Spisak, but we call you know for them for for our purposes, he's, he's Deputy Dipshit. And the next movie is all about his character, and it's again, it's another day, a one day in in this town, and uh, it's about this character who I'm not going to spoil anything, but he comes across a uh, he, he comes across a a mysterious grasshopper that brings him insane luck throughout the day uh, and so you take this very unlucky bottom of the totem pole uh, bullied sheriff's deputy gets bullied by the other cops all that kind of stuff and all of a sudden, you give him his luckiest day that he's ever had in his life, and that's what that's what the grasshopper is. So it's really funny. Uh, the script—I mean, it's the funniest thing I've ever written. Worst Christmas Ever is pretty funny, but it's dark. Worst Christmas Ever is like a a dark comedy with some drama in there. Um, not like a joke. Not like a every scene make you laugh kind of movie. The grasshopper is more like straight up. Every scene will make you laugh. Yeah. Um, I've seen one of the because the, there's a there's a scene already shot from it that had me in, in fucking tears already. I, I don't want to talk about it because like I, I'm sure you probably keep it under the wraps, but yeah, like spoilers. It's, it's, it's gonna be that shit looks like it's about to be hilarious, man. Yeah, if you watch watch the movie Worst Christmas Ever all the way to the end because I told you we put some stuff in those credits, you know, even all the way to the last credit, you put some stuff in there. So you know, please if you're gonna if you're gonna buy the movie. Enjoy it all the way through because it's hilarious. There's some funny stuff in there. Yeah, break your short attention span for five uh, an hour or two, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a short movie. Let's be real. It's a it's a fast watch. It's only uh, like an hour and twenty minutes. So it's a, it's a it's a real fast watch. It's not long at all. You know, you can watch it twice if in in the, in the same time span that some of these. Out. Yeah, exactly. Like I love Marty Scorsese. I love Marty Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino. But three hours, man, come on. <laughs> like I love these movies, but man, I like I one day I guess I'll get to that point too where hopefully, knock on wood, where they're like, Johnny, Johnny, you gotta edit your movie now. I'll be like, fuck you. I'm you know, like fuck you. it's gonna be three hours and forty five minutes. Three, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm not there yet, and uh, and I know people have short attention spans. I mean, with you know the way they watch movies and TV now, you know they pause shit and they go to the bathroom, they come back 20 minutes later, and they you know it's like 
it's not back in back. You know, I'm sound like an old man for a second, but back in my day, we are old. Men. You know, I, dude, I used to. I remember going to watch Lord of the Rings in the movie theater, and I held that stuff, dude. I didn't go piss. I didn't. I didn't get up to go. I, I had to go. I held that shit till the credits were over. Listen, that's all impressive. It, you know, it mean, was the director's cut extended edition. Yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't put that in the theater, but you know. No, you might have actually killed uh, people. Yeah, but you know, I'm I'm a movie fanatic, man. I love movies. I, uh, you know, on, on most day, I love movies more than I love people. So most days, growing up and and in my life, I would much rather be in a dark movie theater than at like a party or some shit, right? Like that was, you know, I I, I related to these fake characters and like that's kind of how I'm like. If you ask, you know my wife or whatever, she'd probably tell you I'm not a very romantic person, but I don't know. I disagree. <laughs> like I'm a, like you, you put on a movie where it's like, there's like a, a love story in the movie. You know, it's like, <laughs> like I connect yeah, more with movies. I connect more with those stories than I do in real life sometimes. So, you no, know, but like I said, so I'm, I'm a diehard movie guy, a fanatic. And uh, I understand people aren't that way. Most people aren't that way. So, I love film. You know, we, 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 me and Johnny had talked that we were trying to get uh, something off the ground. We were, we, we were doing sort of like a podcast thing, but film-based. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want time. Yeah, shit, shit, shit went down. I mean, people who listen to the show, they know that. Uh, shit went you know, down, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lex Lex went to jail for a little bit, but we got to take it care of. It was, it was that recent. <laughs> this was that recent. You're trying to yeah, do a podcast nah. behind my back. What the no, fuck? I told, oh, I told you about no, this. You didn't. <laughs> I, it, no, this was like, like it was. It was the was the one where we're talking about watching films and then like I'm talking. About the I do remember. Oh. I just was being stupid. All right. No, you, you got me feeling like a piece of shit. Like, oh, mention <laughs> where I told you. What? No, man. No, I'm just kidding. I got like five. I haven't told you about. I'm doing on the side. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm still I'm still open to uh, I'm still open to the um, to the idea because I do like I said I am uh, I'm on multiple platforms. Uh, me and Mitch have commonology one on one. That's always going to be the main podcast. A lot of people, uh, I mean, a lot of people do enjoy. Yo, Mitch, did I tell you uh, I was getting harassed by one of our fans in like fucking Georgia? <laughs> no, please indulge. I'm not gonna say harass. He wasn't harassing me. It was just weird that he sent me a friend request. No, he was just like he was just trying to talk about my case, and I'm like, bro, I don't. Oh no. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I went to a similar case, and like, oh, if you're listening, man, thank you for the friend request. Absolutely. But of all you are listeners, I don't. Yeah, I don't. He doesn't want to relive that shit. Yeah, I don't want to relive this shit over and over again. But I mean, um, in his defense, we did make an entire episode kind of dedicated yeah, yeah. to being like, "All right, we're laying it out on the table here." Yeah, but but it it made me feel. But like at the same time, this this listener made me feel great. It was like, "Yo, people actually fuck with us." <laughs> so thanks. So thank you, thank you for uh, for that. But I was like, I was like, man, this guy found my personal uh, Facebook. <laughs> was that Georgia the state or Georgia the country? Because you said Georgia, Georgia the state. Yeah, no, Georgia the state, man. I was like. Uh, uh, he was, I think it was Georgia, man. If he, he's gonna hit me up in the messengers, like I'm gonna fucking kill you. You got my state wrong. Like, <laughs> like please don't. South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, but no, man. Uh, so I, I did, before we we had head out here, man. I just wanted to give a shout out to the fans, man. I'll uh, give give a shout out to everybody who uh, watched Apathetic Epidemic. Everybody who is going to watch, oh, better watch the worst Christmas ever because this is it's too funny to miss. 
Uh, right, like, yes, we do have a time limit, unfortunately. Yeah, 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 because I, I got to get to work. Wii U, before we head out of here, I want you to talk about your your business. Oh, we use business right now as he's taking a shit. You got to wait. Oh, so you are taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. I was just taking the Browns to the, uh, I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. So, he's back. He's back. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> He said, I got nothing. Listen, uh, the Uwe brand is a thing. So, so let's talk about that. How, how can um, – I don't know if you're taking orders right now, but um, your, your, your merch is out there, um, and we're all about promoting. So uh, what's up, man? Talk about the Uwe brand. The Uwe brand actually is how I got involved in film, and that's actually how me and Lex actually started to connect. So it's very, it's, it's very significant. I think that's a lot of the theme of the brand is it literally was a way to merge uh, people. Um, it was a really long story, but I'm working on the, developing the uh, website right now. People can buy it, but I do orders by word of mouth. I do have a Facebook page I have not been active on, and uh, basically it's a brand that's talking about you know doing things differently. And I think this film. And what you're doing with this podcast is about people that are doing things differently and standing out and being true to themselves. That's exactly what it was about. I'm a very charismatic character that comes out every blue moon. If you lost my Snapchat last night, you get to see it. You know, so what's your uh, Snapchat? How can people watch it? Uwe, Uwe, uh, three O's, H W E E, number three, and then the word thirty spelled out. Would people be able to order uh, merch through 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 the snap? Like if they wanted to see, because you got because because this man got booty shorts, he got t-shirts, hoodies, he got it all. The website, the website domain is owned, ooeybrand.com, but it's in yeah. works. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm wearing a ooey hat right now. So yeah, to, to all the Hetty Murphy fans out there who um who've been supporting that the Twitch, uh, you 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 have seen me in the hoodies, you see me in the shirts. Uh, people on stage, I like I, I literally rock a ooey brand every time I hit that stage. Of course, because of COVID, I've been staying a li- uh, away from the stage for a little bit. But yeah, I've been rocking a brand for for a minute. It's very unique. I love the logo, it, amazing colorways um, that you can get. Um, of course, mine's are a little bit more custom than most people, but. It's it's just an amazing brand, man. It just pops out when people ask, "Yo, what, what, where'd you get that shirt, man?" It's like, "Yo, man, this shit is exclusive as hell." Every number has a, uh, every item has a serial number. Johnny has a one seventy three on his hat. Yeah, one hundred seventy third item. Um, I want me a hat, by the way. What's that? I want you. I told you I want me a hat, bro. Like uh, that, that, you know, I'm a hat man. I'd, I'd say fight me for it, but I, I, heard, <laughs> I heard about your background. Give that rep. This is exactly why these fans are encouraged to do the wrong thing when they approach me. <laughs> Johnny and I think the ego start with uh, Lex, but me and Lex were together. So I met him. So I was like, oh, we're out in this bumfuck, bumblefuck Michigan, East Jesus type town called Latonia. I'm like, oh, is it a brother working here? Like, I thought I was gonna be the only one. <laughs> so, but my uh, postal worker got, you know, she's she's a she's a wonderful lady, but she was tough to work for. And post office, as we know through the news, was going through a tough time. And I heard this every day: chicken little skies falling, they're fighting over a couple cents, and you got to get your times, and you got to do this. And it was like I was literally running, running, sprinting from house to house. I lost a lot of weight. I was lean as ever, <laughs> and uh, I hated the job, even though I wanted. It was one thing on my bucket list, but I realized I wasn't thinking for it out of my skull. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, Being a mailman was on your bucket list? <laughs> I know a lot of people that have that on their bucket list. I didn't have to think. So that way when I got off of work, 
I could go do the stuff I want to do. It was a job to help, you know, to get to my next level. You know, instead of I should have been like Johnny and been like, "Hey, I was gonna be a director, fuck all this other shit." <laughs> so, but uh, so I was frustrated. I was ready to quit, and my fa- I had a lot of family pressure. My family is very educated. Like my dad went to Harvard, and everybody else has, has multiple degrees or whatever. And I have a degree and everything, but I was kind of like just going what they told me to do. And I was ready to quit. Across the street was a lady that has a print shop, and she and I told her my about my brand, little story. Um, so my name flipped backwards. My boy played football. Why is he strong personality? Very charismatic guy, Corey Strozier. My brother used to call me Ooey. I hated it. More far, the more stuck. So I was thinking Ooey, trying to promote this artist, didn't happen. And so eventually, trying to get the brand out there as it started to pop, I told Lex the story about what I was doing. And um, I saw a guy posted on um, social media about, hey, doing films in the Mahoning Valley area. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> So I messaged him, like, all right, man, I'm interested in product placement. Let me know. I didn't get anything out here back from him. So I was like, all right, yeah, we'll be in touch. Okay, cool. So this director guy from California, I said, 818818. I'm like, oh, I know that area code. That's California. This is legit. The great one, eight. I was like, this is legit. I was like, okay. He's like, hey, you want to audition for this role? I was like, audition? I'm like, this is kind of like, fuck with me. So I'm like, okay, I guess. See, he doesn't know it, but it's always been on my bucket list to just fuck with people, call them in for auditions, and then not give them the role. <laughs> so, uh, it's like casting couch going out the sex. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sick like that. <laughs> I thought the role would be fun. I thought it was like, oh, okay, let's be fun. I audition. So my one friend helped me out with everything. I had a couple ideas, and you know, and then the method acting thing helped raise the money for through Seasons Park and I've been attached to this film since, and I've done other projects that people I've met throughout the whole film process. Somebody told me that he worked for the post office, so I was just going to try to make him go postal, but he didn't. <laughs> he didn't uh... <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to lie. This is the first time I, I didn't even know he was a... <laughs> I didn't even know he was for the post office. I just learned this on your podcast. So. I met Lex, and then Lex and I never talked, not because we didn't like each other. I just always, the postmaster was always on my ass. Competition oh, yeah. amongst black people. Oh, yeah, nah, bro, this is the segregation. Yeah, <laughs> trying to separate it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, two black, two black dudes talking is trouble. You can't let them gain power. <laughs> bro, I'm the one in these streets. You're just in the office. Bro. I, me was, like, oh, no. talking, I know when he was talking to me, he just looked at me like the most miserable guy. I like, I, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, uh, so it was always cool. I think I, when I was actually went up there for the pre whatever to figure out where the post office to meet him, I, I met him. He was there. They go, she's not. I'm like, all right, I'll be back, whatever. And I never really talked to him. And actually, me and him didn't really have a full conversation until. After I quit, or the week I was about to quit, I think. I yeah. Why'd you quit? Yeah. I was like, oh, you ain't gonna be. Like, let me tell you about. Let me tell you about the shit I do in my after time. My after time. Oh no. I was tired of uh, basically doing what everybody thought I should be doing, and I basically wanted to go full in on my entrepreneurial endeavors and dreams with uh, real estate, my apparel brand, and then uh, film. And even be a part of that. Clearly, it worked out because I'm sitting here eating my Bob Evans breakfast or Perkins breakfast. And I'm wearing an Uwe hat and doing a podcast. So clearly, that decision paid off. Right. And so actually, ironically, <laughs> many months later, Lex and I became very good friends. He started, he got involved with comedy. I think I went to his first show where actually I knew Monica. Yeah. I've met, I knew before, but I met Monica there. I thought it was actually really you, impressive. You, you met Mitch before too at that show. What's that? 
Yes, I because you say you never met me. You actually met Mitch at that show. Mm, it was, I, I leave that much of an impression on people. Yeah, and Va Vaughn, uh, it was the same night Vaughn was there because Vaughn was there too. Uh, Vaughn was also there too, and like they didn't, re Vaughn didn't remember Mitch when he was on the show too. But Vaughn, I don't think Vaughn actually spoke yeah. to Mitch. <laughs> See, that is why I'm a better editor. <laughs> I won't forget your cheeks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't under. I don't know what's happening. Those are my cheeks. No, no, but but oh uh, man, you guys have been been great, man. I got I got to get out of here uh, because I do have to go to the slave job for a few hours. Uh, but man, I, I want to have you guys back on on the show uh, soon because uh, to be honest, our guest uh, our guest shows are also the the most viewed. So um, yeah. That should tell us something, huh? And you're in the movie, bro. You got you Wait. got work that need to come out. Oh yeah, 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 bro. We got we got work. Um, I'm I'm actually happy. Uh, the the document. I don't know the name of it because I swear it keeps changing. Um, but um, the 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 fucking one about the the recession and the the house the housing um the con the con. Yeah, I'm in a con too as a uh, crooked broker. <laughs> They wanted me to. They wanted me to play Eric Holder, but like uh, I was going through uh, midterms last. Uh, well, when uh, Cindy had called upon me, so I couldn't do it. Um, not mad at it, but you know, shit, shit happens, man. Because uh, I'm also trying to do the education thing. I, I do a lot of shit. I'm always exhausted, and people think that I'm like ignoring them. And sometimes I am, but most of the time I'm just like fucking. I'm just doing something at all times. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of motherfuckers be thinking it's on purpose. Like, nah, bro. Like, listen, I'm sorry, I missed this, but yo, shit, shit be happening, man. Um, but Johnny, man, I am so excited for you, man. I cannot wait to see the 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 full release. Shit, I'm trying to watch that bitch. Can you watch it in 4K? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to watch that bitch in 4K. I shot, I I shot that movie in 8K. God damn, like shit, motherfuckers ain't even got 8K TVs yet. Well, you know, slow down, slow down. Oh, <laughs> no. No. Yo, mommy, mommy, yo, we was in 2017 uh, filming that motherfucker. This motherfucker was already in 2025. Yep. Oh, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, just real quick. Again, everybody can watch it November 3rd. It comes out. So if you're listening to this after November 3rd, the movie is out. You can watch it on demand, find it on iTunes, Google Play, whatever, any of that, Amazon Prime. YouTube, wherever. You can find it anywhere. Worst Christmas ever. And it's actually the easiest way to find it is worst period Christmas period ever, period. If you search that, you'll find it immediately. And, uh, yeah, man, before, before we do get out of here, guy on the couch, you got one more hack for us? It's <laughs> uh, no, good. Uh, Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem. And if y'all don't give it five stars, I'll kill you. Yeah, and we all know that threat's scarier from Lex. Yeah. Oh my God, man. Oh, uh, any shout outs before before we're we're out of here, guys? You guys got any shout outs? Shout out to the entire casting crew. Yeah, worst Christmas ever. And then got the bacon in his mouth. Yeah, he's got the worst ass bacon in his mouth. What do you say? He said you got the bacon in the mouth now. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, moving forward. Go ahead, give you a shout out. Will you give uh, me a shout out? Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Electric. Most important. Well, thank you. You guys are so sweet. You got so sweet. All right, Johnny. Johnny, who you got? Who you got, brother? Who you got? I mean, you know, the cast and the crew, all good people. Um, 
except for that one guy. We won't name him. Right. Um, I'm just fucking with you. No, every, everybody was good. Everybody was good. Everybody was amazing. Uh, big shout out to like like we used to, to you guys for having us on, getting the word out there. Um, it's the worst year ever. It really is for everybody. So yeah. enjoy it, man. Enjoy enjoy the Christmas time because watch a movie where you can laugh at other people's expense. Right. You know, Our check out favorite. check out yeah, check out of the shit that you're going on that's going on in your own life right now. And you know, I tell people this is a feel good movie, and they look at me like I'm nuts. But it really is, man. You're gonna feel good that you're not in this movie. <laughs> you're gonna feel good that uh, this is your story. That's pretty good. It's, you know, I mean, it's it's a dark comedy, man. It really is dark, uh, but you know, funny and the gallows humor that, that kind of breeds in Youngstown. And um, you know, big shout out to every single person that was involved in making this movie. There's that hack. Let's hear it again one more time. <laughs> Perfect. We got the, the, the man on the couch. He's alive, folks. He is alive. So, all right, I want to shout out the guy on the couch. <laughs> yep. Oh, just, yeah. Just play, just play it after every joke. Yeah, every joke is going to be him. That same laugh. All right, guys. That's it for us. Thanks, man. Thanks all right. So I'm going to – holy shit. Yes. That was Commonology episode 42. The real episode 42. Never mind it when I said last episode – doesn't matter if you're on the great 1-8 all the way to the dirty 330. I want you to have a good day, night, morning, all of them, even if it's the worst Christmas ever. And with that, I will say, Lex, what do we tell him? Please, please, pick up a fucking book and read it. <laughs> Stop going to, to, to the internet. Stop going to social media for all your information. Read a book <laughs> and learn something, people. Not every conspiracy is real, but I still believe we live in assimilation. But pick up a book and read it. <laughs> That's all. I'm out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm going to take us on out. <laughs> I don't know what to do from here. I'm being upstaged by the couch guy. This sucks. <laughs> Oh man, on my own show even, that's it, I'm ending it here, no more of this.
This game, this is something I choose